Welcome to the Wealthy Woman's Podcast, a podcast for high-achieving women who are great at making money but struggle to build wealth. You'll learn how to take control of your money, increase your net worth, and make more. Ladies, it's time to create a life of more money and more freedom. Let's dive in. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode number two. Oh my gosh, I hope you enjoyed last week learning a little bit more about who I am and why I created this podcast and who I created this podcast for. We're going to cover so many amazing topics and we're going to have really great just girl talk about money and women and power and just doing our thing in the world. So today we're talking about my story. I'm just going to get real comfortable and kick back and kind of just tell you how I got here today. I have to be honest with you, my story is not pretty, but I'm here, y'all. I did it. I'm on the other side, and I just want to share it with you all because I know that me speaking out, telling my story can help so many people see themselves in me and see that if I could do it, they can do it too. So I'm going to just go ahead and get started. So I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Actually, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, and I lived there until about fifth grade. And that's when my parents, they were just like, okay, we really do need to get the girls in a better school system. So at that time, I was going to a Christian school, a private school, and they just wanted to, frankly, not have to pay for my tuition and have me in a better school system. And I had two younger sisters, so they wanted us to just have the best education. My parents grew up in Detroit. Um, They're blue collar, hardworking, amazing parents. My dad worked for the plants, Ford Motor Company, and my mother, she um, was an executive banquet manager. So she was the person making sure all the events at the local banquet centers Um, were pulled off and were flawless. So she is amazing at all those kinds of things. So, but they knew that they wanted us to have a better life. They wanted us to go to college. They had really big dreams for us. So we moved out of Detroit into the suburbs. One suburb over, I would say. And that was Southfield, Michigan. And there, it was a totally different world because now you had a real nice mix of people. Some were probably, you know, upper middle class, some were middle class, and some were maybe like lower middle class, but we were all kind of in that middle class, I'm using air quotes right now, um, status. So we came there and I would say we were kind of on the lower middle class side because we were just kind of like, my parents were just starting to like really get things together. We moved into this really nice house. This was their first home that they actually owned. And so to be honest, I didn't have the latest and the greatest of everything. I had everything I needed. Of course, I had love. I was in a safe environment, but I didn't have like all the guests back then. It was guest jeans and like all the latest Jordans and the coach bags Eventually, I did start to get some of those things. But when it started off, I didn't have like all of that stuff. Just just being honest. And I wanted it. And so I believe I subconsciously made this pact with myself that, okay, I see the kids who have all the things. Their parents are 
working these high powered jobs. So I need to get me one of those high powered jobs when I grow up so I can buy myself whatever I want. And I believe that was when it kind of like all started to program that like in order to really be happy, you needed all of these things, right? You needed the fancy clothes. You needed all the, even though I had this happy childhood, there was something in my brain that was just like, oh, but if you want to have this kind of life, you need to spend this kind of money and you need to make this kind of money and you need to buy all these things. And honestly, not until I got older and was really in trouble with money that I figured out that piece, that that was the psychology. Remember from last week, I told you that a lot of the issues we have with our money is subconscious. It's like down in how we think about it. And so we got to get to the root cause so that we can make permanent changes instead of just trying to, you know, put yourself on a strict budget and think that's going to fix everything. Well, no, because first of all, strict budgets don't work, but there's something deeper and you've got to figure out what that is. And for me, I, I know that that's what it was. I wanted to buy myself any and everything. I thought that was the good life when really material things do not determine how good your life is. No matter how much society wants us to think that's what determines what your life is or how good your life is, but that's just not true. Okay, so fast forward, I went to college, did really well in college, and I knew that I wanted to be in business. And so I got started in my career very early, probably late. I I guess I would say I landed my dream job like right out of college, like three months out of college, I was in my dream job. And I ended up meeting my husband and he at the time was a teacher. So when we ended up getting married, he had got promoted to assistant principal. So when we got married, our income right off the bat was six figures. And so something we kept saying was, we make $100,000. We can do this. We make $100,000. We can afford this. We make good money. We'll pay it off. Like that was the story we kept telling ourselves that made us feel like we can just spend and buy and do without regards to our future. And we just kept thinking that, okay, we're going to get there. Like, no, not a problem. We'll pay it off. Not a problem because we make all this money. So eventually we had our first child and then our second child. So imagine at this point, we bought a house, we have vacationed, we, um, not only bought a house, but we had a timeshare, We had over $200,000 worth of debt at that point, not including our mortgage because we had student loans, we had the cars, we had taken out some 401k loans because, you know, we kept telling ourselves that we were going to handle it. And then when it got hard to handle, we just borrowed from our our retirement plans, which, which looking back on that wasn't the best decision, but I'm just, again, being very transparent with you all. And so when we had our first child, Daycare was expensive, but doable. But when we ended up having our second child, our daycare bill was the exact same amount as our mortgage, right? So that is when I think the straw broke the camel's back because it was like, okay, we're juggling all these payments, all these credit cards, car notes, 401k loans, now a mortgage, of course, and then now daycare, Like, how are we doing all this? And then we were still buying 
any and everything we wanted. We were vacationing. We were just living a life that was just a little bit out of control, if you ask me. Um, and so when when that second daycare bill hit, I was just like, this is, I don't think we can make it anymore. We were living to a point where we were overdrawing our account, even though we were making six figures, ladies. We were not broke. We were making good money, really good money at the time. And we were still living paycheck to paycheck. We were overdrawing our account. And at some point, I just felt like, okay, what the heck? Like, I don't know what we can do. I'm hopeless. We tried different things. It didn't work. We were robbing Paul to pay Peter and robbing Peter to pay Paul. We were just doing all kinds of things. And at one point, it had just gotten really, really heavy on me. And I was just like, okay, what in the world can we do to fix this? So I approached my husband about bankruptcy. And he was just like, absolutely not. What are you thinking? And I was like, well, what is your choice? Like, what what solutions do you have? Bring your solutions to the table. And at the, that time, he really didn't have anything. And so I decided that I was going to make an appointment. He didn't even know I was making this appointment, but I made an appointment with the bankruptcy attorney. And I laid it all out for him. And he was like, well, here's the thing. You make way too much money to file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. There is no way you're going to get all these debts wiped out. But there is this thing called Chapter 13 bankruptcy, and it's for people just like you who are high earners, but they have a lot of debt and it's just too much for them. He's He asked me, would I be interested in that? And I'm like, well, what's the point? If I have to pay You know, because with the chapter 13, you have to pay the money back, but it's in a structured way. Um, So when I asked him, like, well, what's the difference? He explained that to me that you pay the money back, but it's in a structured way. You have you pay it off over five years. And during that time frame, the creditors can't call you. They can't harass you. And the money just comes out of your paycheck and then it goes straight to the creditors. And after five years, you'll be debt free. So I was like, really? After five years? And then he said, yeah, but your student loans can't go in there. Your car can't go in there. Your 401k loans can't go in there. There's only the unsecured loans, like your credit cards and personal loans can go there, go in the bankruptcy. And I was like, okay, well, at least that would just relieve some of the pressure. So I went home, talked to my husband about it, and he reluctantly agreed. And we filed for Chapter 13 bankruptcy. This was, oh my gosh, so long ago. My youngest at the time was still like a toddler. He may have been two. So this was probably like 14, maybe 13 years ago. We filed for Chapter 13 bankruptcy. And I thought that that was the answer to my prayers. I thought that now life was going to just be so much better. I was just going to, you know, be able to like save and do all the things And I want you to see this really clearly. I did something to fix the symptoms of the root problem. And whenever we just try to treat the symptoms and we don't get deeper, guess what happens? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing changes. So For a moment, I felt some relief, but then because I was the same person, I kept doing the same things. I did not have a mindset shift. I didn't have a paradigm shift. So I kept spending, kept doing the things, and now I could do it freely because guess what? Creditors couldn't call me anymore. 
yeah, we weren't using credit cards anymore because they were all like cut off, but we were using our cash. And so one day I just found myself back in that same desperate, hopeless place. And I'm like, oh my God, Lord, you have to help me. So one day I was at church and um, I was just really emotional and I was crying. And I think people probably thought I was just like really into church and really worshiping God. But really, I was just (laughs) crying because of my financial mess, right? My money, my life was a hot mess. And I was crying out to God when I really think about it, asking him to help me help me fix this because I didn't want to continue. I thought this was my lot in life. And I was just like, oh, what is this? And so I thought that he was going to come down. God was going to come down from heaven and just wipe the slate clean and just fix everything. But it didn't happen that way. It happened very differently. So it happened where my dad, one day, my husband and I, we were going to go out of town for the weekend. And my dad handed me a book because they were watching the boys. And so they were like, oh, here's a book I bought for you. So it was the Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover book. And I was like, okay, thank you. So at the time we were driving to Chicago. So that's where we were going. Um, And so I read the book the entire way there and back. And I was like, this is the answer to my prayers. Like if I just do everything he says, then this will fix everything for me. So again, I sat down with my husband and I had my idea again. And I was like, this is what we need to do. He was just like, oh my goodness. He said, listen, it sounds really good, but you are proposing that we give up restaurants, that we can't vacation, that we can't shop, like that we have to just pay off debt and we can't do anything. He's like, I'm all down for paying off our debt and getting our money under control 100%, but we've got to figure out a better way. We can't be that restrictive. Like he's, he just decided that we couldn't live that kind of life. And so I was like, okay, well, at least he's on board with some of it. And I said, well, maybe I can figure out how to do both, how I could get my money under control and still find a way to still have date nights, to still go out to dinner sometimes and to vacation every now and then. And so that is what I went on a mission to do. I figured out how to do both, how to build wealth and enjoy life at the same time. So what did build wealth look like for us? So I knew that we were in bankruptcy. So this is probably like one year into bankruptcy. So I knew I had four years and that was kind of my subconscious um, time frame. Like I was like, I want to have all of our I had a goal to have like a certain amount of our debt paid off by by the time the bankruptcy was finished because I knew that it would take time for our credit to repair. So for some reason, I just felt like, okay, I have four years to figure this out. (laughs) I don't know why, but I know that probably the bankruptcy end date was one of the reasons why. And so that's what I did. I went on a journey to figure it out. And that for us looked like paying off all of our debts. So we paid off our cars, we paid off all the credit cards, paid off the 401k loans and the um, other personal loans that we had. It also looked like trying to learn how to save. And that's a different story for a different episode. Um, And making sure that I was still investing. So we were still investing in our 401k while we did that. And what did enjoying life look like? Well, for us, we were eating out 
all the time. So we decided that we we're going to eat out as a family or um, as a for a date night once a week. So we still went to restaurants once a week. We also decided that we wanted to take two vacations a year, one for the family, one for just my husband and I. And that could look like anything, right? Sometimes it looked like a cruise and other times it looked like just going to a water park and staying for a long weekend with the boys. Um, I still went on like girls weekends with my, my friends and family. And here's the thing, we just had to plan for it. So planning ahead is a game changer. I was able to just decide these are the things we want to do. Okay, how are we going to plan that? And so again, planning ahead. I talked about this last episode that planning ahead is so powerful. And we were able to do it, right? We paid off over $200,000 worth of debt. This included all of our student loans. We had over $100,000 in student loans. I already said we paid off our cars. We paid off all of our loans. We, When we came out of bankruptcy, it was like everything was gone. The slate was clean. Not only the slate from what you know we were paying through bankruptcy, but we had no debt. Even our student loans were gone. And so once I like did this, I was just like, this is amazing. And I remember I was sitting in my car one day and a voice, I believe it was God just speaking to me, of course, not audibly, but just, you know, intuitively, like, I didn't do this just for you and your family. I didn't take you on this journey just for you and your family. I did this so that you can help other people figure out exactly what you did right? Because I truly believe that a lot of people are stuck because they feel like they have to take the all or nothing approach with their money, that they have to take the approach of give up everything you love, give up restaurants, give up vacations for a period of time, and just focus on building wealth. And then when you're retired, you'll have all this money and then you can enjoy life. But that never set well with me. Here was my thought process. I'm like, well, right now I'm in, tw- in my 30s and my 40s and even in my some of my 20s. Like that is the time where I want to like do things. I want to enjoy my life. I want to make memories with my children and my husband and my friends. Why do I have to put my life on hold until I'm like 60? I just, that never sat well with me. And I think because this is what is sold from the personal finance world to people like, hey, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And then when you're retired, live. I just don't think that jives with people and it keeps us stuck. And because we don't want to have to live that kind of life, we just don't do anything. And we just live life without a plan. We live life just enjoying life. But then we have this nagging feeling like I should be doing more with my money. I should be building wealth. I should be further along. And then we're stressed too about our money because you don't know where it's all going. And, you know, it's just disappearing. You're making all the money, but it's just disappearing. And so I just want you to know you don't have to choose either one of those, that you can actually do both. You can build wealth without losing the freedom to spend money. You can 
build wealth without losing the freedom of vacationing and and building memories. You just have to really figure out what's important to you. What are your true values and what kind of financial goals do you want to set for yourself and reach and then craft a goal and a plan to make it happen and be committed to that plan. If I could pay off over $200,000 worth of debt and still enjoy my life at the same time, then guess what? You can do it too. I promise you, this life can be yours as well. You can create a life with more money and more freedom and more fun and one that is fulfilling, okay? This is 100% available to you. So remember, I said I was sitting in a car and I intuitively heard God say, this is not just for you. This is for so that you can share this with other women like you. I was like, okay. So I went on a journey and I talked to like family and friends. I started telling them, Hey, this is what I was able to do. Do you want me to help you? I can help you. And then I would help people and they would make progress for a little while, but then they would revert back. And then I had to kind of get really clear with myself and say, okay, what's missing? So I was trying to teach them just the strategies, like do this, do this, do this. But I wasn't getting, remember, to the root cause for them. And that is what I had to do for myself. I had to get to the root cause. And that's when I had the permanent change. And so that's what made me decide, oh, how do I help people have the mindset shifts and the psychology shifts that I had? And that's when I decided to go and become a certified life coach because I needed to learn those tools. Even though I did it for myself, I didn't have the tangible tools and I wanted to have those so that I can really help my clients make permanent changes in their life. So I can really help my clients transform from the inside out so that they can become a woman who's just living a wealthy life and that's just who they are. So that had to be more than just doing a lot of things and strategy had to be more around the mindset. It had to be more around the thinking and the feeling and the doing and the not doing, like getting really clear on the root causes. And so now I have the tools, the life coaching tools and the money strategies. You marry those together and you have what I call the Wealthy Women's Academy, which is my signature program where I help women in a group setting transform their their money, transform their relationship with money and transform their results with money so that they can really have those results that they want. And I also help women in a one-on-one experience. So some women prefer to have me just helping them one-to-one. And I also offer that as well using the same principles that I teach in the Wealthy Women's Academy. Okay. So that is my story. That is who I am. That is how I got here. And that is how I am qualified to help you. Listen, no matter where you are, I have done it worse. (laughs) I promise you, there is nothing that my clients can tell me that I probably haven't done. And I am able to just be this person that can hold space for them in a very non-judgmental way. You can bring all of it and I'm not judging you. I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to really be wrestling with, okay, I want to like live my best life and I should be also building wealth. Like, you know, you only live once and I should be building wealth. It's like, how do you combine those two things? 
And I feel like I am 100% the person that could help you do it. So again, I am so happy you found this podcast. Please share it with your friends, share it with your families, subscribe so that more people can see and learn more about this show. And I will see you 